the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So I'm very happy that you joined me today, and I think you're going to like this show and make sure that the man in your life also listens to this show. Because this is a a lecture that I give frequently, and I get lots of great feedback on it. And it's interesting how differently men feel love compared to how women feel loved. And so we're going to talk today about what makes a man feel loved. And some of it may make sense to you. Some may be very surprising. And I think this is going to be very helpful. So before we start, I want to make sure to remind you to visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And that is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And it has all the podcasts of all the shows, so probably the last three years. So there is a plethora of shows and topics that you can choose from. And I do have to tell you, yesterday I used the KPXQ 1360 um, app, and it is amazing. And so the app is loaded on my phone. You just you know open it up, KPXQ, and you can listen to whatever show is playing live at that time on your phone. And it worked wonderfully. So I really want to give a plug for that because I'm really excited that KPXQ has done that. It is a wonderful app. So make sure you take advantage of that as well. And Facebook, I have a great Facebook page. I have some help, people that really helped me with that, and that is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. So make sure you like the Facebook page. All right, we got all that out of the way. So let's start the show. And I really am excited about teaching you this because it will really revolutionize your relationships. And there are, there are three primary ways that a man feels loved, but we're going to expand that. And it is, it, we're going to talk a lot um, in more depth about that. So the first one that I want you to understand is that this whole idea of what God does, God gives us um, quote-unquote rules, and it's not to bind us up or to steal our joy or to make our lives difficult, but it actually makes our lives work. So, you see, he's the master designer, and he knows his design. And he knows that if you read the owner's manual, you enjoy the product much better. So this is kind of like the owner's manual for men, so that you really understand, wow, when I understand this man and I begin to do the things that really cause him to feel loved, I get a really good version of him. And what I've found in my practice over the years is that the more that I focus on 
inserting the things that work, it has a tendency to push out the things that aren't working without always having to give a lot of focus to the negatives. And then the things that are left in the relationship that really have to be what we would say operated on is a lot less. And so when you insert these positives into the relationship and understand it, you'll be really amazed at how much it really smooths out the relationship. And especially, I have to tell you, with men. Because men, by nature, are less complicated than women. And we've talked about that at length in many of the different shows I've done on gender. And understanding that women have more white matter, which means there is no compartmentalization in their brain. And they have all those high connecting neurons, all those mirror neurons that are connecting everything together. And men, on the other hand, have more gray matter, which is very mechanistic. And so there are rules that govern the system for men. And once you kind of understand the rules, you'll be amazed at the version that you get. So let's start with these three top issues that really make a man feel loved. And the first one, I have to tell you, is what we call proximity and companionship. And you would be amazed at the amount of men that I have talked to over the 25, 26 years I've been in practice. And the common theme that they tell me is the significant other in their life their or their wife or partner is always their best friend. They consider her their best friend, even if they're not feeling friendly. This is really hard for women to understand. And, I, and they look at me and I say, he really thinks that you're his best friend. And she looks at me like, you can't, are you kidding? We're not even getting along. We're even talking about divorcing. But there's something about when a man picks a woman, he really considers her his number one companion and best friend. And so one of the reasons that men marry women is to have a companion, to have someone just be with him, hang around him, hang around in his life. And so spending time without stress or conflict just being easygoing, not a lot of talking. This is not the time to work on things or process things. They just like you around. They love women around. And I know this for a fact. My husband, he likes me at home. He doesn't necessarily want to talk to me, but he wants me to be, he wants me to be there. He likes me to go to the store with him. He likes me to go to Home Depot with him. Doesn't necessarily want to talk to me, but really likes to have me around. And that's part of the design when man said, when God said, it's not good for a man to be alone. Because he knew that men would have a propensity to be alone far more than women. He knew that women would not be alone. We are relational by nature. We crave relationship. We seek out relationship. We work on relationships. And so when you think about one of the primary ways that a man can feel loved is that you just simply be around him and make that be a positive interaction. Happy wife, happy life, right? So we say to men, wow, you want to have that happy wife hanging around you? You want to make sure you do the things that make her happy. And in the inverse, what also works for us is even if I'm not always happy with him, if I'm positive around him, when I'm hanging around him, when I'm hanging around the house, when I'm hanging around wherever he is, then I smile at him. I'm a positive part of his life. You can't imagine what that does for a man. Just a look, just a nice look, a nice smile, a hug, a gesture, laugh at his jokes. These types of things cause them to feel very, very loved. And now, always hear me when I say this is not to be done inauthentically. That, that doesn't work, and that's dishonest as well. So what you want to think about is, wow, this man 
really just wants me to hang around. I don't need to talk a lot. I don't need to explain things. Don't necessarily need to process things. Just need to sit next to him. Really, really enjoys your presence. The second one, this is going to sound very archaic yet again, but I'm telling you, out of all the years that I've given this lecture, men are always very thankful that I say this one. Feeding a man. Truthfully. I don't know what that is. I don't understand it. I, I'm not a great cook. I do know that my husband really likes it if I ask him what he wants to eat. I'll even go pick him something up because I'm not a great cook. He likes it if I bring it to him. And it isn't about me being demeaning. It's really about nurture. And if, what's the most amazing thing, if you've ever been around men or, you know, at, at events or parties or family get-togethers, whatever it is, they will sit and wait for hours for food to be prepared. And they're starving. And they will wait, and they will wait, and they will wait. And we say, why don't you go get something to eat? Just go get They're like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'll wait. They love this whole preparation issue. They love to see women preparing it. They love to sit down. They love to have it brought to the table. They love this whole event. And I really am not really clear on what that is. I'm sure I can do a little bit more research, and maybe there is research about it. I have just simply found it to be true. One of the ways that a man feels loved is if you provide food for him. And some of it is because he knows we're thinking about him and we want him to be well and healthy and taken care of. Now the third one, I'm sure that you can guess. We've got proximity, companionship, feeding a man, and the third one is, yes, you are correct, sex. That is the big one. That's a big one. I don't want you to be angry at the man because he really, this is, this is his primary love language. And, and they are sexual beings, and this is how God created them. Now, God created us as sexual beings as well. But there is an innate hardwiring and driving force for men to express themselves sexually. Now, they certainly need to manage their own sexuality, and it's not okay for them to do it inappropriately, to pressure you, to harm you, to demean you, to demoralize, to force you. That's not the issue. But we want to have some grace. And I want you to understand what it would feel like if your brain was constantly bombarding you with sexual images and thoughts all the time. Every time you looked somewhere, you had a sexual thought. And you had to constantly push it away like a nuisance. This is how a man's brain works. Their world is oriented around that. I mean, countries have been won and lost over the desire to have sex with a woman. The capture of a woman with the intent of having sex with her. And this is just part of how God has made men. And so there are songs, there are advertisements. There's, you know, just the mall alone is difficult for a man to maneuver through. I, I have a lot of compassion on men as they are trying to be really healthy with their own sexuality and to be godly men. That just turning on the radio, just turning on the television, just walking around the mall with 14-year-old girls with shorts shorter than I ever imagined, uh, piercings in their, in their belly button, and no bras on. I, this is a big deal that men have to really just overlook, and their brains are hardwired to focus on it. So if you can think about having some compassion on a man, when he is driven by this, this is a part of his identity. This is his primary love language. This is how he wants to express himself. And I always tell you that this is not about giving license to inappropriate behavior. It's simply accepting a man as a man is and the way God has made him. And to recognize 
that that is one of the primary ways he wants to love you. And so when we think about this, it helps us to kind of give a little grace, reorient ourselves, maybe lower our expectations and recognize, wow, I'm not that way. I'm not hardwired like that. I don't have that issue. And so it helps us when we are loving men to recognize those three things. If that's all you do, he will be very happy and you will get a very good version of a man. Now, it certainly is more complicated. They want to be relational. They want to talk. They want to be your friend. But the one things that you really want to focus on are these three things. Proximity. He loves to have you around. He loves to see you. Doesn't matter whether you look perfect or not. He loves to see you. Loves it when you want to feed him, when you care about his needs, when you want to nurture him with food. And he absolutely wants a regular sex partner. And he wants to know that you enjoy it as well and that you don't look at him with despair or with demeaning or with disgust. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we have three more segments to go. This is What Makes a Man Feel Loved. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and we are talking today about what makes a man feel loved. So I want to encourage you, if you are not able to listen to the show in its entirety, it's very helpful. Always make sure you go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and all the shows are there. Just go to the radio tab, click on that, and all the the archived shows are there. I also want to encourage you to visit the Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. That's INC for Incorporated, and and make sure also if you know listen to this with your husband because or or your partner it will be really fascinating for you to see how well they respond and how much they say yes this is true it's really true, and so men are much less complicated than women are and there's a, a very good reason for that. And so we want to thank God that they are not as complicated as we are, and we want to make sure that we as women are not overly complicating our relationship with a man, that he will never be our girlfriend. And we don't want to try to treat him like a woman or expect him to act like one. So we really want to respect the hardwiring that God has done when he made men. He likes the design. He planned it. He did it. He's happy with the design, just as he is with women. He planned the design of women. He made women. He's very happy with the design. So make sure that you respect that design. So if you're just tuning in, the uh, first part of the show, we identified the top three ways a man feels loved. You know, and as we were off the air, I was running by this, this by my producer, Jeremy, and he said, yes, Cynthia, that is right on. And he was laughing because it's really kind of fascinating. So the top three are proximity and companionship. Men love to have us around. They also love it when we're around, if we're positive and we're happy, obviously, because happy women are beautiful women beautiful. You can't imagine what a smile does for a man and how beautiful you look when you smile. And and I don't want you to get caught up in comparing yourself to the current latest standard of beauty that we have in America or in the world. Any woman that smiles is beautiful. And so I want you to really understand what you do for a man when you are around him and you are happy 
and you are smiling. Now, we're going to do another show about what makes a woman feel loved, and I talked to men very specifically about how to have a happy wife or girlfriend. So if you really like how beautiful she is when she's happy, there are some things that you can do to help her be happy. So that's the show for another day. So proximity companionship, they love having you around, hanging around, sitting next to them, being in the house, driving next to them in the car, going on errands with them. They love having you around. The second one, feeding a man. Fascinating. They love it. They love the anticipation of the meal, even if you don't cook well, which is me. But I do like to bring my husband things, and I will always bring him home takeout, but I will always set it up for him as well. And he loves being nurtured in this way. And the third one, sex. Absolutely. Do not be angry with a man. This is how God hardwired them. This is their primary way of really relating. This is their primary love language. And this is not about them. We're not talking about sex addiction. We're not talking about any of these types of things. We are talking about the hardwiring of a man and that we are to appreciate that power, that drive, that energy, and, and that God is very happy with that. And so when a man is managing his sexuality, it is a very good thing, and it creates all kinds of wonderful things within that relationship. So you don't want to be demeaning or despairing when you recognize that, wow, that's one of his top three needs. So let's move to the fourth one. This is a really amazing way that you can cause the man in your life, whether it be brothers, co-workers, friends, children, if you have sons, neighbors, fathers, whoever this is, the best way that you can really cause those men in your life to feel loved by you is controlling your emotions. And this is quite a frustrating thing for us as women because we are very emotive and we are very reactionary and we are very responsive. And that is one of the things that men really like about us is how reactive we are. They just don't like it when we are negatively reactive and not in control of our emotions and become very disrespectful with our emotions. Now, if you've listened to any of the shows I've done on gender, you would remember that one of the things that happens with men is because they are so visual that they are overstimulated by the amount of expression or emotive energy that we may have. And they have a tendency to feel disrespected by it. They feel like we're taking it out on them, even if we're not, even if we're just having an emotion. So one of the things that I can do that causes my husband to feel loved by me and to be very supportive of me is that I'm, I'm careful with how passionate and expressive I am. Now, I'm extremely responsive and reactionary person. I'm a very dramatic person. And so when I'm talking to my husband, I have to be careful that he doesn't think it's about him. If I'm angry with somebody else, I'm very careful that he doesn't think it's about him. But men kind of do this. Anger travels for men. And if you've ever seen um, men in, in, in uh, any kind of sports situation, the team starts going, not doing well, people start getting angry, and the men are angry at the team or the player, all of a sudden the guy next to them who spilled the beer, now they're angry at the guy next to them. Maybe the guy didn't do, even get the beer around him, but now they're starting to brawl in the stands. And so anger kind of travels with men. So you have to be careful that the anger that you are feeling, he doesn't take on and then feel mad that he's mad. And so one of the things that we do when we control our emotions is I make sure that if I'm angry with my husband or angry at someone else, I don't look at him. And I continue to, to reinforce to him if I'm not angry with him, then I'm not angry with him. And I say, listen, remember, 
this is not about you. I'm angry at so-and-so. I'm not angry with you. And I make sure that I don't look at him with anger in my eyes ever, even if it's at him. I'm very careful to look away. I don't want my husband to have to protect himself from me. I don't want him to defend himself from me. Because once I do, once I create that situation, if he has to defend himself from me, he can't defend me anymore. And so it's very important that when it comes to our emotions, the way we use our hands, um, how tearful we get, how, how loud we get, how many analogies, analogies we use, how verbal we are, how long we are talking about something, that we recognize that a man's brain, like we said, is compartmentalized and mechanistic. They have a very difficult time with all that stimulation. So one of the things that we do with men that shows them that we respect them is that I manage my emotions. If you see men interacting with one another, they rarely lose control of themselves unless they are intending to create an, a, a fight or an argument, or if it's a power play. Otherwise, they are very careful about their emotions. So when we are around men, we want to be careful with our emotions. We want them to hang in there with us, and we don't want them to feel unnecessarily attacked by us. So one of the ways that we very much cause a man to feel loved is that we understand they are not women. And the way we talk to them is very different. The way we express our emotions is very different. And our, our, the, um, what, what we want to say, the commitment to contain our emotions is very important. So when you understand this hardwiring about the limbic system and that amygdala and that fight, flight, or freeze, once I'm too animated, if I trigger that fight, flight, or freeze we can now no longer discuss things. He can't be there for me, care for me, be concerned for me. He now feels that he needs to protect himself from me. So this is important. If you want a man to comfort you, you want a man to be on your side, tell him that. And make sure that the tone of voice, the, the gestures that you are using, and the words that you choose, encourage him to do that versus encourage him to defend himself against you. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about more things that cause the man in your life to feel very loved by you. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt and so glad that you joined me. If you are just tuning in, we are halfway through the show so I want to encourage you to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. This is, the, this is a really powerful show when it comes to the men in your life and really causing them to feel loved and understanding in their world what makes their world work, what causes them to feel so happy, so satisfied, and very loved by you in their world. Their world is very different than our world. They experience things very differently than we do. They perceive things differently. They interpret things very differently. And the things they take personally are very different than what you and I would take personally. And so when you think about this, this thing we left off with last hour, and that was one of the ways that I can really cause a man in my life to feel loved is by controlling my emotions. And the primary reason for this is that men are very easily stimulated visually. So visually, auditorially, what they see in the concrete, literal world really affects them far more than women. 
So they pick up on all kinds of subtleties. The, the amygdala, which is in the right side of their brain, is larger than women. And that amygdala is, is what generates and, and turns that fight, flight, or freeze uh, situation on. And so when, when a man gets stimulated by the amygdala, he is now really in fight, flight, or freeze. He is now seeing whatever's in front of him is dangerous or life-threatening. And so we have to be very careful as women that we are not expressing ourselves either about somebody else or about him in a way that turns on that amygdala. Because what, what occurs is when we are unhappy, when we are frustrated, whether it be about him or somebody else, there's a tendency for men to take this very personally. And the main reason is they are very determined to make their world work, and they are very committed to it and feel very responsible for the people that are in their world. And so if you're unhappy, even if you're unhappy with your girlfriend, he has a hard time sometimes differentiating that from, why are you unhappy? That makes me upset. That makes me feel mad because I'm doing everything I can to make sure that your life is working. And we many times as women have to say, but it has nothing to do with you. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at so-and-so. And the more that you can clarify for him how very happy you are with him, that you're very unhappy with your child, you're very unhappy with your coworker, very unhappy with your neighbor, that you are very happy in your world with him. That helps him to hang in there and be far more sympathetic to you. If you are angry with him, the best thing that you can do is not ever look at him directly in the eye when you're telling him that. It will help him to not feel challenged by you because if you think about men, when they want to take on another guy, they look him straight in the eye, they say, you want a piece of me. And they take them on, which means game on. So a man does not want to do that with a woman. So it's really important that if you are angry with him, that you say an I statement about how you feel. I feel really frustrated with you right now. And you don't look him in the eye. And you make sure that he's aware that just because you're frustrated with a behavior, you still are very, very committed to him and love him. So I can say to my husband, I'm really upset with how you handled that. And I really love you and appreciate that you were doing the best that you could. And this is what I need to see happen. This is what would cause me to feel very happy. This is what would be satisfying to me. Can you do that? And that really puts a man back in what is natural for him, which is problem solving, versus being empathetic and compassionate, which is what women do. So one of the things that we do when we understand men is that we help them be successful with us. So we are going to talk about that one as well in the next segment. So I want to make sure that you really understand this idea that men really want to be there for you. They have a very difficult time with how stimulated their brain gets when you get highly emotional and how disrespected they can feel when you roll your eyes, huff and puff, wave your arms, um, say things like, really, or you got to be kidding me now. These types of things are kind of how we talk to women, but we can't talk to men this way. It causes them to not be able to focus on the thing that you're hurt about and only focus on the way you're expressing it. So it does take some effort. It does take some practice. But I'll tell you what, it's really, really successful. And it really helps to get the best version out of men. And, and it really is about respecting the way that God hardwired them. And, and I say to women frequently, you know, everybody knows you don't walk behind a horse. You're going to get kicked if you do. So it's understanding the breed of men. And men are different than women. And we handle them differently. 
We manage them differently. That's part of respecting that breed. Just as when I talk to, to men about women, I say things to them like, that's not, she's not a man. You can't treat her like a man and expect to get a good version out of her. You're going to harm her. You're going to hurt her. You're going to get really upset, and you are going to get a really bad version of her if you treat her like a man. So we want to make sure that we are loving the men in our lives and that we are doing the things that cause them to truly feel loved. So join me in the last segment as we talk more about what makes a man feel loved. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia on 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk. So glad you could join me this afternoon. And we are talking today about what makes a man feel loved. And if you are just tuning in, make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. Because we are now on number five, and the first four was proximity and companionship, feeding a man. Sex is certainly one of the very important things to causing a man to feel loved. And then we talked about controlling our emotions or the way we handle our emotions has a lot to do with how much a man feels loved by us. So if you, if you really want to know more about that, it would be very helpful if you just visit the website and you can find out more about that. So we are on number five of what makes a man feel loved. And this is another big one, how I treat him in public. I cannot say enough about this. It's imperative. And before I talk about what that means, I want you to think about how you feel if you're with your husband, your significant other, your boyfriend, and he walks 10 feet in front of you. How do you feel? How about if he doesn't even bother to open the door and he just expects you to walk through it? How about if he's looking at other women while you're with him? What if he's talking about other women while you're with him? What if he is making jokes about you to the other people that he's with? And giving you a hard time and kind of what we'd say, like kind of manhandling you and, and making you the brunt of jokes and just says to you, hey, I'm just trying to lighten things up. I'm just having a good time. How do you feel? So there's a specific way that you would like a man to treat you in public that causes you to feel valued, worthwhile and respected. Well, this is the same with men. And I want you to know they take this very personally. And what happens oftentimes is they won't be with you in public. If, if you can't get a handle on it, they just won't go there. They don't want to be that angry. They don't want to feel that disrespected. They don't want to set themselves up to not handle themselves well. So they just simply won't be with you. So when we think about how we treat a man in public, one of the things that causes them to feel very loved is how much I respect them and how much I respect them to other people. I don't ever say something disparaging about my husband in public. If he does something that I don't like, I talk to him afterwards. I don't say it in front of him in front of people. I don't ever throw him under the bus that way. I'm very polite. I'm very kind. I smile at him a lot. I'm affectionate with him. I cause him to feel very valued so that all the men that are around us in that proximity know that I am with him and that I choose to be with him and that I'm happy to be with him. If I can't pull that off, if we have a bad night, things aren't going well, then I say, I think we should go home. Let's not do this. Let's just go home. Let's reset it. 
Let's re- let's re- let's figure this out. Let's try again tomorrow. So it's really important that you protect your relationship in public. And one of the things that brings the best out in men is when they feel respected by you in public because they know that other men are watching them just as you know other women are watching you. And so they know that in their realm, in their world, they've got this beautiful woman they consider very beautiful that they want to be with and enjoy your companionship. And they are very happy that the whole entire world knows that they have a woman in their life. That is one of the primary things that men desire. Men want a woman in their life. And that means something to them and means something to the other men that are watching. And so it is very competitive in a man's world. And so what you want to think about is this is not about us being an object. This is about us being valued, that we are highly valued to men, very valuable. And one of the ways that you help him value you is how you treat him in public, how polite you are, how respectful you are to him. If you have a problem with him, you talk to him afterwards. If he can't get a handle on himself in public and he continues publicly to give you a hard time, to treat you poorly, to to cause you to feel disrespected, then simply set a boundary and say, you know what, until we get a hand on this, we're not going out in public. I can't set myself up to try to be respectful of you when you are not to me. And so you could, but I wouldn't recommend talking about that in front of people or using that time to work things out. Because what happens many times with us as women, if we feel like we can't talk to the men in our life, if we don't have a voice, if we feel like they won't listen to us, then what we will do in public when they are kind of held hostage at the, at the table with the other three couples, we will talk about it then. And we will try to elicit support from the other people like, yeah, doesn't that bug you? You know what I mean? We have to be very careful about that. There's a time for camaraderie and, and enjoying the fact that, wow, we all have these quirky things. But it's not the time to try to work out relational problems in front of people. So it's really important how you treat them in public. Six, this is very important. And all these things that we're talking about helps him be successful with you. He wants to be successful with you. You have to remember that a primary need, there are four needs that a man has. Success is a major need he has to be successful in his world and especially successful with you. And so it's hard sometimes for us to understand that they really have this need because we might think, You know, all you'd have to do is this and you'd be successful. Why aren't you doing that? Some of that may be because it doesn't make sense to them. Some maybe they don't really buy into it and believe it. Some maybe they don't know how to do it. Some it might be that it's confusing for them. Some of it they may need to get over themselves like all of us do and do things that may not make sense to us. But what you really want to recognize is one of the greatest things that I could do for the man in my life is help him be successful with me which means I reinforce the things I like. It means that all the things that I really appreciate or need him to do, that I continue to thank him for them and reinforce them. This is why it's this crazy thing about, you know, why do I have to thank him for taking out the garbage? He lives here too. It isn't about the fact that he doesn't think he needs to do it or that he's not a participant. It isn't about that. It's about the fact that men live for the points. They live for the points. Their whole life is like one big football game. They just want to win the game. The more points you give him, the more apt he is to do it again. 
men are very susceptible to positive reinforcement, much more than negative reinforcement. So one of the things that when I want my husband to be successful, I tell him exactly what it is to do. I say, this would really help me. This I would really like. This I would really appreciate. I love it when you do this. Oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. Thank you for doing that. And I repeatedly reinforce those things that I want him to do. So it's imperative that when I'm having a problem with him, when I'm frustrated, when I'm hurt, that I still help him be successful. So I will say something to him like, this is what I would like to hear from you. This is what would really encourage me. This is what would help this hurt. This is what I needed. Would you be willing to do blah, blah, blah? And I'm very specific with him. And men, you know, many times what you, you would be amazed at how, how, men, how much men appreciate directiveness. And I'm not saying sarcasm or, or unfiltered things. I'm saying they love to solve problems. Let him be successful. Tell him how to solve the problem. Tell him exactly what it is that you need. So number seven, this is trust. Wow, I can't tell you how important it is for men, good men. They want to be trusted. They love feeling like you trust them. They want to know that they're trustworthy. And so it's fascinating is that men are constantly trying to tell me that they didn't intend to hurt somebody. And this is fascinating. They say, that's not what they meant. That's not what I meant to do. And, and it's important that they feel like they're liked, quote-unquote liked. And they do care about being successful. And so this idea, I can't tell you how, how oftentimes in sessions I will have a man say, well, that's not my intention. I never intended to harm her. And probably about the first 10 years of therapy, I would sit there and I would look at them and I would say, okay, so that's a given. Of course, I would hope you didn't intend to hurt her. I didn't know we needed to establish that as a truth. And then I began to realize the hardwiring of men. And see, men clarify that oftentimes with other men because men know that many times a man's intentions are not good and they may actually intend to hurt somebody. They may intend to take someone down. They may intend to undermine, to destroy something. This is the way that men are hardwired. When they're going to war, when they're taking over a company, when they're going after a business, they may intentionally do things that in a woman's world would feel really mean and really unfair. And in a man's world, it's business. That's what they're doing. And that's what they need to do to survive and to make their world work. So many times men have to say, hey, dude, that one I did not mean. that I didn't intentionally do that at all. Because for men, they need to clarify that. For women, we don't. We don't ever necessarily intend to hurt anybody. That's not the way we're hardwired. So men love the fact that you trust them. So when they say, I didn't intend to do that, instead of just glossing over that, one of the things that you can say to him is, I know that. I trust you. I trust your heart. I know you would never intentionally hurt me. I know you don't like to, me to be harmed. I know you hate it when you hurt my feelings. Thank you for having a heart toward me that is loving. And this really hurt my feelings. This is not okay. This needs to stop. And they are much better able to hear it from me when I say, hey, I trust your heart. I know you wouldn't hurt me. And this one hurts really bad. Stop doing it. 
don't do that. They hear it much better. It's very important for men when they are committed to somebody, when they care what someone thinks, and they care very much what you think, even if they don't tell you. They care very much what you think about them. When you say to them, I trust you, or you say something to them like, hey, I trust you. I didn't expect this from you. This doesn't seem like you. That really hurt my feelings. That, that doesn't seem like what we do. That doesn't make sense to me. Help me understand why you did this. It hurt my feelings really deeply, and I don't think you intended to do that. It's, very, it's a, much easier for men to tolerate that, and they don't feel nearly as attacked. So as we end this, I want you to know the last one is affection. Men are very physical beings, and they really appreciate affection. Now, always remember in this show, I always give the, the um, caveat that I'm generalizing. So every man may not fit exactly into this, this whole, all of these. But in general, men really appreciate infection, affection. I'm going to tell you why that is. About the age of six or seven is when they say to mom, don't kiss me, mommy stop hugging me. They don't crawl into mom's lap anymore. After about that age, they pretty much are never touched again. The only people that touch them are the women that, are wanting, are, that he, they're having sex with, or if they play sports, they get maybe these big hugs or, or slapped around or whatever it is. That's the affection they get. They don't get affection. And so women, on the other hand, we're touched all the time. Our girlfriends touch us. We get our nails done, our hair done. We go, I mean, somebody's touching our body everywhere. We have children. We have pets. And so... What you want to think about is for a man, really the only person that's going to touch him is you, unless he goes to the doctor. So I want to really encourage you to recognize that affection is the biggest bonding agent you could do. It releases oxytocin and serotonin. It's the calming neurotransmitter, which is one of the reasons with men, when they are highly upset, angry, many times in an argument, if you put your hand on their arm and say, hey, let's just relax for a minute. I'm really sorry. I don't want us to go. I don't want it to be like this. And they respond very well versus women. We're like, don't touch me. It's a very different process with women. So I want to encourage you today. I hope that this show helped. Please always give me um, any of your feedback, any ideas you have for future shows that you would like to hear me talk about. If you need a keynote speaker, I love speaking and lecturing. So enjoy your week. This is Cynthia Hyatt, 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk. Thank you, Jeremy. Always, you're the best producer ever. Don't know what I would do without you. And have a blessed week. Visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.